So Megan, thank you so much for your time today. You're new to Kelowna, relatively new. Tell us when you got to Kelowna and how you ended up here. Thanks, Luke. Um, I'm really flattered that you invited me to be on your show. Um, I really appreciate that, and I'm really honored, so thanks so much. Um, I moved to Kelowna, it was probably April 2016, and um, lived in the Lower Mission uh, for a year, and now I'm in West Kelowna, in Glen Rosa. Um, Moved here from the coast, from Vancouver. Uh, my fiancé and I, we wanted to get into the housing market, and, you know, that's next to impossible in the lower mainland. Uh, it's out of our price range. So um, it really it really was a matter of figuring out um, where we wanted to buy a home, and it would either have been on the island or the Okanagan because we knew BC is the best place. And um, we settled on the Okanagan for... Um, a variety of reasons, and Cologne in particular, um, one of them being it's situated halfway between my family at the coast and halfway between my fiancé's family in the Kootenays, um, but also because we thought it would be a great transition um, from living in downtown Vancouver. Kelowna, there's still a lot going on in Kelowna, lots to see and do. Um, I am more familiar with Vernon. Uh, that's where my, my dad was raised, and I'd spent some time there in the summers, but we thought Kelowna would be great because there is still a nightlife and, like I said, lots going on, lots of beaches, lots of younger people, and we thought that'll be a great transition mm-hmm. from downtown Vancouver, and we we love it. So uh, here to stay, at least for the foreseeable future. Did you know the city of Kelowna, West Kelowna, well before you came here, or was it all kind of brand new to you? Yeah, so it was actually kind of brand new to me. Um I'd spent a little bit of time here when I was young, like I'd say, you know, age, you know, through high school or or younger, um, but hadn't explored it on my own. And honestly, it would usually be driving through, just driving through the highway. Um, So I knew it would be a smaller town um, compared to Vancouver and and even Coquitlam, where I, I grew up. But I was pleasantly surprised by the things I was discovering immediately. So first of all, when we went to look at the place we were going to rent in the Lower Mission, um, I loved I loved the Lower Mission, the feel of the, the orange buildings. It felt like you're down in, in California. Um, but what I liked right away was I realized people seemed um, more relaxed and more open to conversation. And um, I don't mean new acquaintances, but also just in the grocery stores and the gas stations, I found um, people seemed happier, and they'd ask you as they're running your groceries through the till, how's your day? And I wasn't getting that anymore in Vancouver. People seemed a little more closed off or, or too busy or too caught up in the rat race. So I noticed that immediately. People seemed more laid back and friendly and open to, to chatting, and I loved that. And also... Um, what another thing I really liked, and I don't know, this could just be because it's a smaller town, but um, when I first moved here, I was working in hospitality, and I liked that, you know, after work, if you go out for some drinks or something with friends, or you go to one of the, the pubs or bars, that you'd often run into so many people you'd know from just outside of the group that you're um, 
at the at the bar or the pub with. And I really liked that, always running into people I'd know. And I'd continually be surprised or I'd be with friends and they'd run into friends there. And I really liked that because down in Vancouver, there's just such a high population. If you ran into someone, that was just a miracle. Um, so I, I, I quite like that. Um, and I like that there's there's just so much variety. So um, you told me your story of finding your house, which was a pretty interesting story. So you lived in Lower Michigan, but you ended up buying a place in West Kelowna. And I think, if I recall correctly, it was because um, you had a certain budget in mind and you found the, the right house. So would you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah, so... Um, like I said, we were living in the lower mission and we really wanted to get in the housing market, but we realized when we moved here, oh, we should get our bearings and figure out where we want to buy a house. Cause if we buy a house, we're going to be living in it for several years. Um, and we really wanted to live in the city of Kelowna, but our budget kind of held us, held us back from that because from the time that we actually moved here from the time we moved here to the time we bought uh, the housing, the prices had gone up so much. So when we were looking, when we lived in Vancouver, Oh look, when we moved to Kelowna, we'll be able to buy. We could have afforded at that time, but we thought, you know, we'll rent and get, get our bearings first. Anyways, when we got serious about a year after moving here about making a purchase, um, it looked like we'd have to buy outside of Kelowna. And so we, we'd, been in touch with a realtor and he'd been sending us listings and um you know at the time the things we were even seeing in our price range were were townhouses or condos and and that's fine but we really wanted a house um we didn't want to have to answer to anyone anymore deal with strata just because we'd been renters um for all of our adult lives so I kept looking and I remember my fiance saying you know we might just have to buy a townhouse. The budget we want, we're not going to find anything for that. And I said, something's telling me that we just need to wait. Um, we just need to wait. And, and he would just shake his head at me. Anyways, one day it was a Friday and a listing came in and right in our price range or a little bit above our price range. And I looked at it. It was an older home and it, you know, it needed renovations. But And I thought, oh, it's, it's kind of far up in Glen Rosa, but it's on a third of an acre. It's got a big backyard. Um, it looks like it's just cosmetic work that needs to be done. It's got fruit trees. Let's go look at it. Made an appointment, saw it the next day, and um, d- yeah, saw it, got home that night at 9 p.m. We, we put in our offer to our realtor. Um, and um, we didn't, we thought, oh, it's our first home. We should probably consult our parents, but it, it felt so right. And, you know, our realtor said, you know, you can offer a little bit less than what they're asking, and you won't insult them. And we asked them exactly what our, our max budget was. And, they said, we'll accept that if you can move in in four weeks. and Because wow. they, they had to move overseas. They had a job. They were moving overseas. So they needed to get out of there. And um, so it happened really quick. But it felt, it felt right when we saw it. And we'd been looking at so many online before. Um, so, and we just knew what we really wanted. And it really was a combination of, you know, what's logical, what makes sense, but also what feels right. And, of course, it was a risk. And, um but no regrets, and it's been amazing. So so you said you were in the food and beverage industry for about a year when you first came here, and you've left that. You've started your own business. Tell us why you left food and beverage and how you got into your organizing business. Yeah, so when I first moved up here, I was in charge of renting out meeting space at a hotel, and um, if anyone's worked in hospitality, they know that... Um, 
there's a lot that comes with that, uh, long hours, all sorts of different shifts, early morning, late, late, late evenings. And, um, I'd been working in hospitality in restaurants and hotels and, you know, working long hours and some early mornings for events. Um, it started to wear on me and it, it can be pretty stressful. Um, but I held on for a while because I thought I really like working with people and there was a lot of organization. Um, that I had to do on a day-to-day basis, um, whether it was or- helping organize the events or um, putting together the contracts and meeting with unique people. So I loved all these aspects, but something was telling me that it it wasn't right. It still didn't feel like um, it still didn't feel like it was it was the perfect fit for me. And um, eventually, I, I got burnt out, and it was it started to affect my health. I was very stressed, and um, you know, putting on weight and not not getting enough sleep. So. Um, I decided to take a break, and I had some savings, take a break, and I thought I'll figure out what what my next move will be. But at the time, I, I didn't know when I when I left um, the hospitality industry. But through um, some research online, I came across the term professional organizer, and I thought, what the heck is that? Um, because I've organized events, and I've already asked myself if I want to do that as a as a side career or something, and the answer was no. So I looked into this term, professional organizer, and I thought, oh my gosh, like helping people organize their homes and, and spaces. And I thought, that is so me. That even in my past jobs, I've been the one to almost have more fun organizing the supply room. Um, th- things like that more than the actual job tasks. But I'd just chalk that up to being um, a skill, nothing that you could actually um, make into a, a career. Mm. So I looked into that and I, I found a, a good ebook on how to, you know, start that as a home-based business and it, it just felt right. Mm-hmm. It, it felt right and it paired well with the idea I'd, I'd had for the past five, six years that I really wanted to be my own boss and I didn't know how I would, how I would do that, um, again, because I didn't know what the exact path would be, but um I just felt I'd really like to be my own boss and work for myself. And, um, of course, like most people say, they want to feel like they're truly making a difference in people's lives. And um, I didn't want to have to answer to anyone or ask questions for permission to to do things. Um, So coupled with just I'm already naturally very organized since I was a little kid. You just said that ever since you were little, you were organizing things. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so... I have distinct memories of being at friends' homes and playing in their bedroom and opening up their closet to pull out a game and, you know, all sorts of things spilling out and my reaction to be, let's tidy this up, let's clean this up. And the look of horror, you know, on my friends' faces saying, no, what are you doing? Just get the game and shut the closet. But to me, that was that was play. Um, rearranging and tidying up, that would be play, or pulling things out from under a friend's bed and saying, what is this? Why is this under here? We need to address this. And, and they're, no, we don't. My mom, will, my mom will clean up. My mom will deal with those things. So, and then as I got older, I remember being in high school and having a sleepover at my cousin's and we needed something in the garage. And we went in the garage and, oh, my aunt, it was packed to the rafters with things. And you know, I talked my cousin into that Saturday afternoon, let's try to organize this thing, not realizing how long it would take to organize a garage. But we just started pulling things out and chucking anything that was, you know, 
garbage and having a donation pile. But, um, and to me, that was so fun. It was, it was just so fun. Um, and it would just, yeah, just, it felt so good. The end result, having everything organized. How old were you when these scenarios would happen where you're, you pull a board game out of your friend's closet and everything would pour out? Oh, I, yeah, I probably would have only been, you know, seven or eight. Yeah. And then it just continued as I'd get older. The garage, I would have been in high school, but with the board games, I can remember being in maybe, you know, grade one or two and yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, so your friends were kind of shocked when you did that. Um, Were they happy afterwards or were they kind of like, hey, don't do that because now my mom's going to make me do that all the time. Actually, yeah, <laughs> with the friends when we were really young, um, because to them it wasn't fun. It was seen as a chore right. and that their mom would make them do that another time and um, they wanted to actually go have fun and, and play. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're, are your parents very organized? I mean, you must have got that from someone in your family? or Definitely. I'd say both my parents are very organized. My mom, it was a priority for her to keep the home in tip-top shape, even though she worked. Um, and I had to take care of my brother and myself, but it was a priority for her to make sure, you know, things got put back and, and were nice and clean. But my, my mom's sister, my aunt, I think she was a big influencer as well because she was kind of like a second mom to me, you know, a fun aunt. Um, I'd go visit her every summer and she loved finding, um, treasures at, at flea markets. And she was really into decorating and, um, she was very creative and she would do some woodworking on her own. So, and I don't really remember this, but she seems to like pointing out that um, my my clothing, my drawers, my dresser drawers would be um, messy with clothes and or my closet would be full of clothes. And I would call her and ask her if she could come for a visit to help me come up with ways to reorganize it. And I vaguely remember that, but um, I think I liked learning from her because she was older and so she had lots of great ideas. And so I learned lots of different ways to organize things. I was already naturally inclined. And sure, it, it, you know, my method looked messy, but it still was organized. I could find what I needed quickly. So it didn't look as nice, but I wanted her help because she was good with the decorating to make it look even better. Um, yeah. And so she definitely played a role. But um, I really feel it's a natural skill. But it's a skill that can be learned. Mm-hmm. So... If anyone's listening, you can get organized. Um, it's, it's just like any other skill. It's not like singing where you either have a voice, a natural singing voice, or you don't. So it sounds like you had some innate skills from your family and it's something you can get better at. I think singing is similar. If you've got a decent voice, you can train it to, to become better. But um, so you decide to start this business. And I know starting a new business is very challenging, especially in a city where you're still getting to know people and you're pretty new in the city. So tell us about how you got started, how you started to find clients, some of the challenges that you faced. So like you said, I've only been here a couple years and I only knew so many people, but just with being organized and actually one of my past careers before hospitality, I was a corporate paralegal. Mm -hmm. So I had experience with incorporating companies, creating you know, creating companies. So I had an idea. And so, you know, I just used the internet um, and I'd make a list of all the steps that I would need before I'd be comfortable launching the business. And then I had to figure out the order of those steps. But one of them was, of course, just, you know, letting all my friends and family and acquaintances know that this was what I was doing 
And one of the friends lives in Kelowna, um, Jesse Aldridge. And he said, hey, I'm a part of this great networking group through the Kelowna Chamber of Commerce, our sales lead network group. We meet once a week. It's a great networking opportunity uh, to meet some other business owners in Kelowna. And um, there would be some some great people there for you to meet. So that was my first experience with getting out and networking face-to-face to tell people about my business, which was very scary. I was very nervous going to that first meeting. He said, you're going to have to stand up and tell everyone, give them a, a, a short little blurb of what it is that you do. And I was very nervous, but um, that was very helpful. But just what's worked for me is anytime I'm out and, you know, you're chatting with people, strangers, and, and that's the type of person I've always been. Um, you're making conversation. And if it comes up, someone asks you what you do, you know, you can mention it. Um, and oftentimes people will say, well, that's great. I've never heard of anyone doing that. Can I get a card? What's helped me get clients, especially in the very beginning, because I didn't know that many people here, was um, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. That really worked for me. Uh, Google ads, that really worked for me. So yes, I had to put some money into that, but that really worked. And through that, I was gaining more experience, more confidence. A lot of those clients were repeat clients, and they started telling other people that this is what I was doing. And um, and I've just continued networking more and more and attending events. And eventually, you know, people trust you and they learn you, and the word just starts spreading on its own so that's been really wonderful but in the beginning because I didn't know anyone I had to use you know use the internet but also I'm very comfortable with with the internet and figuring out um how to make you know appropriate ads and try to get people that way let's uh talk about that for a minute so do you still use the google facebook instagram ads and out of the three is there one that was more effective than the others Luke Mankus is a realtor with Remax Kelowna. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011, and he always says, yeah, one regret, and that is he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Luke can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent, and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke Make Us a call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate. I still use the Google Word Ads that because that seems to be the most effective. Um, I, the last time I used Facebook, I think I was making a post about, Hey, time for spring cleaning or spring clearing. Um, 
but I haven't used Facebook or Instagram in a while. I still think they're amazing. Um, I just started getting more clients that I can cut back on, on the ads. Um, but the Google ads, I have them running continuously and those are really great. And also I haven't had to use this, but with Google, you can always call them and ask for help if you're struggling. Um, whereas it's really hard or next to impossible to get someone on the phone for Facebook if, if you're struggling, if you're not so tech savvy. I've had some experience mostly with Facebook ads, and I found that the interface for Google is a little bit clunky, uh, but you think it's something that a person can pick up fairly quickly, and they have good phone support. I didn't even consider doing using Google ads, but a fellow professional organizer in another province had said, hey, you know, you need to have Google ads, and, you know, you've, you've got to. It's given me a lot of business. So I thought, okay. So I went on, and I saw these Google ads and I, I signed up for Google AdWords and they had pages and pages of questions and they were so te- technical and I was so frustrated and I called her and I kind of said, you know, how dare you tell me that that was easy? That was, you embarrassed me. I couldn't figure that out. And she said, sorry, I should have specified Google Word Ads Express. That's the one you want to use. And so that is, I found, much user, more user-friendly. They, they don't ask you nearly as many questions. They're easy to understand. You're able to skip some of them if you don't understand. And again, you can always pick up the phone to call. Um, so that's, that's the difference. That's the one you, you might want to look into if you're not super tech-savvy. And I think it's true for Google, but I know with Facebook, once you've set up an ad and you've gone through all that tedious process of figuring out exactly what you want and your demographics you can duplicate that ad set and make changes to it. So the second and third set of ads you do is not as complicated as the first. Is that the same with Google? Yeah, with the Google ads, exactly. They ask you all those questions in the beginning, you answer them, and then you create your little ad, and then there's an option to, um, I don't know if they call it duplicate, but... You can just make another ad and, you know, change the title of the ad, the wording you want in there. But they won't ask you all those initial questions um, because they know you're still targeting the, the same kinds of people um, and your business still has the same key, keywords as it right. from the, the previous ad. So it's, it's quite simple. Once you get your first ad, you create the count first ad. It's easy to make multiple ones after that. And you can decide if you want them to run 24 hours a day or you know, turn it off after 9 p.m. Um, right. And you set the price, how much you're willing, what your budget is, and how much you're willing to spend per day, per month, and you can have it running ongoing. Yeah. So I find it very helpful, um, especially, again, like you said, for someone that is newer here. And so maybe one day I'll be at a point where there'll be uh, just so many word-of-mouth referrals coming in that I, I won't need to continue that. But um, I've got my budget set relatively low for that, so it's something that I find affordable, and it's worked very well for me. Tell us a little more about what you do. What's a typical client, and how much time does it take? So a typical client for me is, you know, someone calls and they say, hey, I've got this room that... It's a disaster. It's been like that for several years. I've tried organizing it, but either I don't know where to start or I start and then I just I get bored and I'd rather go to something else because I don't see progress happening. Um, and I can't believe I'm going to hire someone to help me, but um, I'm at that point of overwhelm and I want it dealt with. So those are the typical calls I receive. Um, 
and it's always residential, so either it could be a craft room or, you know, a, a pantry or a walk-in closet. Um, and a variety of people, I've worked with a lot of seniors, you know, busy moms, businessmen, any anyone who's really ready mm-hmm. and, and, and fed up, and they're ready to make a change, and they're open to having some fresh new ideas um, come in 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 order to achieve their goals, whether it's to free up space in that room, um, to add another piece of furniture, or they've, you know, got a new family member coming in, whether it's, you know, a a parent moving in or a new baby making space for a new baby to come in. Um, And what I like to do is, first of all, I like to do a free consultation. You know, someone calls and then we chat a little bit on the phone and then I say, you know, let's set up a max one hour time. I'll come to your home. We'll meet. We'll see, you know, if we're a good fit for each other. If you're comfortable having me in your space, you know, we're going through your personal belongings. It's, um, it can be quite intimate. Um, and that way I get to ask a lot of questions and I get to see the space and ask what, you know, my client's goals and visions are. And, and I can see if those are, you know, goals that I am confident that I can help them achieve. So we do that. And, um, if at the end of that consult we decide, hey, we're a great fit, we're on the same page, we set up a time for a session. And I say a session because I always like to see how a session's going to go. So for, my sessions are four hours. That tends to be a good amount of time for people um, energy-wise because it can be mentally draining and, and physically if you're moving a lot of heavy things or multiple things. But can be very mentally draining, making decisions, what to keep, where should this go, um, that sort of thing. And I say one session because I'm the kind of person I have, there's no obligation to work more than one session with me because I just, I really want to help people get inspired and motivated to, to, to get organized and clear out their clutter. And if at the end of four hours, they, they feel we've got the ball rolling, that they can continue and finish the room or space on their own, that's wonderful. There's no need to have me come back and for another session. Um, or, you know, um, maybe their budget only allowed for one four-hour session and they wanted to see how much we could get done in, in one four-hour session. Right. So um, it's always different. You know, I think um, you're, I'm I'm not sure if you've worked with a lot of realtors, but I think your services would be great for realtors, uh, especially the free initial consultation. And I've been uh, dealing with a lot of buyers and sellers five and a half years now in Kelowna as a realtor. And I think that clutter is one of the biggest obstacles. Um, And I've thought about this a lot. And I think the reason is, when a person walks into someone else's home that's very cluttered, uh, subconsciously at least, they feel like they're intruding on someone else's space. That if they're stepping over sneakers or, you know, recycling or whatever it is, or books and things laying around, the buyer needs to be able to visualize themselves living in that house. And when it's someone else's clutter, it's really hard to visualize moving in there and living there and having a, a life there. So I think decluttering and organizing is super important for people trying to sell their homes. Uh, so I think, I think it would be a good idea if realtors um, recommend to when they take a new listing, especially in cases where the house is cluttered, that they give you a call and get you over there. And I think it's good too because it's hard for me taking a listing, uh, at least for me, to tell someone, listen, your house uh, 
doesn't look right. I have a hard time with it. I really like passing it off to someone like you, a professional, and uh, I know you've got a very nice manner about you, and you put people at ease. You don't make them uh, feel uncomfortable or bad for the situation. It's just a problem you're going to solve together. Do you um, typically have your clients work with you and consult with you, or do they just like give you the keys and take off and come back? I've worked with both types. So I have worked with some people that, you know, they have more money than time and I'll get to their home and, you know, they'll just buzz me in through the, the garage or they'll leave me a key and they'll say, I'm busy with my own life. I don't have time. Can you please go organize it? And that's great. That's fine. That's fun. Um, you know, get the job done. But what I prefer and I guess what I, yeah, what I really love is working alongside people to share with them my tips and knowledge and um, my experience. So acting like a coach. So, Mm -hmm. you know, working alongside them, um, many hands make light work, but um, we can get the job done faster. But, yeah, I just really like working alongside people and um, sharing with them my thought process, um, but also being able to, well, it's their space. So sometimes people, clients will ask me, so how do I organize this? What would you do? And I say, I can't answer that right now because I need to ask a lot of questions. I need to find out how you live in this space, how you want to use it. Because I know how I'd organize it if this was my space and I'd be using it and living here. But everyone has different preferences, um, even from if it's an office, you know, are you left-handed or right-handed? Um, how often do you use this? Um, is this something you don't use very often? We can kind of put it out of reach, things like that. So I like to ask a lot of questions and then hopefully inspire them to want to, you know, maybe clear some other areas that are driving them driving them nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, next year, maybe this fall, we'll get you over it. We've got three teenage girls living in the house. And anything that I pay for for them, I tried to get them involved. So, for example, we had a landscaper come this spring to do a spring cleanup. And I told the landscaper and I told the girls, you're going to work together. So I told the landscaper, I'm going to pay you your full price, but you're going to you're gonna make these girls help you. Because I find so many young people, like they grow up and they don't know how to organize their place. And they, you know, they were not organizing their friends' closets when they were seven, right? They were just shoving things in there like all their friends. And uh, it's really hard for a young person moving out of the house. They don't know how to do anything, you know? So I think it's a really valuable skill. So if I do get you in, uh, you got to be prepared. You yeah. have three, three teenage girls, each with their own room that yeah. uh, and their own style and their own way of setting things up, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So tell us what you love most about your job. What I love the most about what it is that I do is helping people undergo transformations, not only in their space, but in themselves. So um, when I can really help people make um, a a drastic change or have a great impact on a space that they are very satisfied with. So I can, what we're talking about earlier about how some clients will just, they won't be there when I'm working. They'll just let me in their home and let me do my thing. Um, Sometimes they're not, of course they love the result and they're happy with it, but maybe they're not as 
as appreciative or as excited with the result as the clients that have been involved themselves and been a part of it when I make a, a really great impact, when I can have a great impact just by, you know, sharing my tips and knowledge. And like I say, to me, it's a lot of fun. So I'm just having fun working with people and changing up their space. And um, when when they love the result and they thought they've gotten a lot out of it and they learned from it and they're just so happy and, and thrilled, then um, that, makes, that reminds me um, why I do this and that I should keep doing this because I can mm-hmm. um, really help people and make a difference and help them feel lighter. And um, a lot of people will say, you know, once we've cleared up a space and reorganized it, found a home for everything, they will feel like a weight has been lifted off their shoulders. And there's a saying that when you, when you clear the external clutter, ultimately you're really removing the internal clutter, the mental and emotional clutter. So your physical space can really, really be affecting you um, on the inside, and it's amazing once you um, clear a space. Um, you'll, you can kind of see um, some new things maybe coming into your life, whether it's new ideas, new opportunities, new relationships. But when you get rid of, what is that, out with the old, in with the new? Yeah. That's, really, that's really true um, with clearing out um, clutter. Think of one person in the city of Kelowna or West Kelowna that you find to be a fascinating person and you would love to see come on this show in the future. So the first person that comes to mind is Heather McCall. So she works for the Investors Group and she's been there for not a super long time, but she's been there for a while and you can follow her on Instagram and Facebook and she's always looking for budget-friendly activities to do in the city and she'll share her tips and you know um post pictures yeah on her like I said on her social media and she's also she does a lot of volunteer work and um what else she just started an Instagram page called Okanagan Networking and she tried to she wanted to have one spot where upcoming networking events could be listed because she wants to get out and network for her business but um, she found she's always checking out multiple websites to find out about upcoming events. So she wanted to create one place where people could go and find out about all these upcoming networking events in the city of Kelowna. So she recently launched that and she's got lots of ideas in the works, but, um, I find her fascinating because she's always getting out there and, and meeting new people and, um, and she's, she's so sweet and down to earth. So she's, she's really someone that we could all, um, learn something from. So Megan, um, what is the best way for people to reach you if they want to find out more about your organizing services? Yeah, so my business is called Get Organized with Meg. So you could just type that into Google. Um, my website will come up right away. Or you could follow me on social media at Get Organized with Meg. Um, through in- I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook under that username. Um, I've also got a, a Pinterest board. Um, but all my information is on my website. So check it out if you are interested. Thank you very much for your time today. And I really appreciate it. Thank you, Luke.